Okay, this is Tony Thacker. I'm a kind of a retired journalist, and uh, you're listening to the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Today, we have a really special guest, a treasure trove of knowledge. We'll see about that. And a treasure trove of... Uh, photography yeah <laughs> right wow which we're very eager to get our hands on yeah well thanks for coming out tony sure this it's is good to see great. you man yeah and you know when i got your email i think it was on monday about the pictures i was like yes yes and then immediately <laughs> i was like wait yeah for sure that and then uh then coming down for the podcast sure. right no, yeah great. so My pleasure. so tony yeah basically i got an email from tony on monday saying hey look i'm cleaning stuff out right and you said i'm downsizing i got a tub full of uh photographs 35 millimeter slides that you took during the yeah. time you worked uh, at Boyd's and Hot Rods by Boyd, and do you want them? And I said, absolutely, yeah. right? And absolutely. then you even drove them down here, which I appreciate, yep. and then you're sitting in on the podcast. So this is Yeah, this and I haven't good. even given you the invoice yet. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh. Go and see Rex, right? Go and see yeah. Rex. Go see Rex, yeah. Rex will pay you. <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah. That, man, so you – you let, let's let's – I, I want to learn about uh, Tony, cause I, and then we'll get into the Boyd stuff. Right. So you said you've been in America now 30 years. 30 years, yeah. How'd you, how'd you come over here? Great big aeroplane. Big silver well, thing. I, I mean, I <laughs> what, 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 are the, what, what are the circumstances that led you to come here? Well, I was uh, a car guy. I had a paper route in England and uh, in the 60, early 60s, and somebody on my paper route had Hot Rod Magazine. And I was never smart enough to sort of find out uh, who or why, but I'd sit on the curb, read the magazine. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, you're in a gray country surrounded by gray cars, gray skies, looking at pictures of red and yellow cars and blue skies. And I just fell in love with it. I just could, you know. I, and I that's was, as a kid? And you, as yeah, a you kid. Were a young boy at that time, right? Yeah, I was like 13, 14, delivering paper. Oh, wow. And then in 63, 64, um, the Moon Eyes Dragster came to England. And uh, Dean Moon and Seema and a bunch of other people shipped it to England to try and introduce drag racing to the UK. And my dad, who wasn't into cars at all, he was into beer. And I said, Dad, could you take <laughs> us to see the dragster? And he goes, is there a beer tent? I said, oh, I'm sure there's a beer tent, Dad. <laughs> and he took us. And I, I don't know if there was a beer tent or not. But I went and uh, just was hooked, man. I saw that you know yellow moon eyes dragster oh, with yeah. that front pot been blown and i still love it to this day you know i just saw chico over at jimmy shine shop and yeah you know Good guy. I, I you know i just love the moon eyes brand it was just one of those things it was the first t-shirt i ever bought it was a moon eyes t-shirt and uh, my dad thought it was the stupidest thing he'd ever seen <laughs> until the following year when i bought the ed roth german helmet and he goes, we fought those bastards in the war and you're wearing a German helmet. <laughs> oh, man. So, so I go, hey, the Moon Eye shirt wasn't all so bad then. That's eh? funny. And just go. But it was good. So I got into it then. And it was, um, you know, it's a, it's a difficult scene over there because, you know, we're into sports cars, Formula One, all that kind of stuff. So the whole hot rod drag racing thing was, you know, a real very small underground group of things. And... Um, you know, it was just very hard to sort of find a, a, a place. Um, so I sort of studied engineering and didn't like it, hated it. And then a friend of mine was working for a, a motorcycle magazine. And they launched a new bike magazine, which we thought was going to be about choppers. And I loved Ed Roth and all that kind of stuff. And um, the magazine came out and I'd contributed a little bit to it. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't really cool. It was kind of about off-road dirt bikes and stuff. Like 70 
And um, I worked with this old man who was just an argumentative old bastard. He would argue black was white all day long just to mess with you, you know. And I told him about it. And he goes right to the editor. He said, tell him it's rubbish. I go, can you do that? He goes, sure. So I wrote to the editor and I, I found his letter the other day. It was a guy called Mark Williams who went to jail a few times for some kind of nefarious deals. It's well documented on the internet. But he wrote back to me and he his letter said somewhere, and I've got it, he said, if you're so fucking clever, you write for us. And I thought, well, why not? And how old are you at this point? Oh, I must have been, when would that have been, 72? So I was 20, about 20. So were, were you uh, gravitating towards journalism and writing? Well, I didn't know point? I could do that. I mean, okay, that so wasn't... you said engineering. You were yeah, going I was to... doing engineering, electric yeah. engineering. I hated it, hated it. Couldn't understand it, still don't understand it. <laughs> and didn't know you could be a journalist. I had no idea that you could do that. You know? yeah. So I was into drag racing. I used to go drag racing with my friends. And uh, this editor, Mark, said, well, you like drag racing. Go and do a story about drag racing. So suddenly I'm at the track and I got a free pass. I got a media pass and I'm on the track and I got in for free and I wrote a story and I got paid. I thought, this is magic and I'm not going to stop doing this. And luckily I had this sort of, um, I wasn't a great writer, wasn't a great photographer, but I had this knack of seeing the story and so just kept doing it. And they kept buying my stuff. And then, uh, you know, I came to the U.S. on my honeymoon in 75. And we tra- my wife and I traveled across America. And I did stories and, you know, filed them from the U.S. about going to the, you know, the trucking in Bowling Green, the Van Nationals, Bonneville, oh, okay. all of those things. Went to Bonneville on my honeymoon. Nice. Yeah. And, That's and, awesome. I, and I got paid, you know. So this was, I thought it was really cool. And then we went back to England after our honeymoon. And like late 70s I managed to get there were only two magazines in England that were any good um, Hot Car and Custom Car and I managed to get a job on Hot Car not with any qualifications no MBA none of those things um, but on enthusiasm um, and uh, I got in there got to work and just loved it and then I got headhunted to go and work on another magazine and kind of never looked back and yeah that's how, how I met your dad actually because I think he came to England in Oh, we were there. 82. Yeah, we brought, did we bring? You brought the, the red. The Vernless Coupe? Did we bring that? Or we brought or the, the mo- Roadster. Yeah, maybe the Roadster. I think Jamie it was Musselman's Jamie Musselman's Roadster. Roadster. So that would have been probably 82, 83. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Pete and Jake came, I think the year before with the California Kid. And that was a funny story because they took it to a car show. And the, the building that the show was in burnt down. And then on the Monday. In, they, in, in Birmingham, right? In Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah. Burnt down. And then Pete was supposed to fly home and they flew the car and Pete and Jake and Carol. And then Pete calls me and he goes, we're at the airport, but there's no tickets. And the show promoter <laughs> had run off with the money. Oh, so man. the car, Pete, Jake, and Carol had no tickets. Oh, so wow. we were trying to help him figure it out. But in the end, I think they paid $9,000 back then to get wow. home. And then I think your dad came the next year. Um, or maybe it was a year before. I can't remember. And then Billy came with the Eliminator the following year. Okay. And I was, by then, I was the editor of the magazine, so we got involved in sponsoring that and flew that car over the crowd at the Donington really? Monsters of Rock Festival. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was wild. I got pictures of it. <laughs> That's awesome. And we had to strip yeah. out the Eliminator and build a, Jake built a frame and we flew it under a helicopter across the crowd, which you could never do nowadays. It was Dude, wonderful. It was really incredible. It was wild. Yeah, really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so it was we, good and, fun. Yeah, and, and from those early trips, that's when we we made friends. My my parents made friends over there. Yeah, I remember because uh, we met um, that Paul Hunter. Right? Yeah, and and that's and, and I think my mom told me a story where it was kind of like a 
pen pal thing or so he mm-hmm. wrote a letter in or something to my dad or something like that and they just started trading letters and i, I don't think i think they might have talked on the phone but yep. this guy picked us up at the airport yep and from then on became you know my mom in, ends up uh you know what uh, that's <laughs> her, her uh um you know i think her, one of her godsons is one of his kids right you know so it's yeah like, that's how things work back then you yeah know? we wrote you know? letters we didn't have the internet we didn't have cell phones yeah you know? no it was uh it yeah so We've been, I've been to England many times. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's different. Like you're talking about the car culture is totally, it's different. a different deal. It's different. Yeah. Well, and also too, I think in California, we talk about such our strict laws and stuff, <laughs> other things in California is getting pretty bad, but it was that lack of laws that really let hot rodding just kind of yeah. just grow out of California. Yeah, it blossomed sure. here. I mean, in England, they just initiated a law now. Uh, it's average speeds. So if you enter a, a speed zone, and they calculate, they photograph you going in, they photograph you leaving, they calculate the speed. And if you broke the speed limit in that distance anywhere, you get a ticket. You Jeez. just get a ticket. And I think the ticket is 25 to 75% of a week's salary for what? the first ticket. That's crazy. And it goes up from there. And I mean, it's, yeah, there's, the last time I read this, six, six and a half million cameras watching you in England. Whoa. All the time. And they say, well... How, wait, you know, how many people are in England now? 60, six, 70 million now. Yeah. That's a lot of That's cameras. a lot of cameras. That's yeah. a lot of cameras. Yeah. a lot of coverage. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, very controlled, crowded little place. I mean, it's still cool, but it's, you know, it's very... It's it, an island. It's an island. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's getting worse because of the Brexit business. But um, it's a good place to be from. But it's still a very hard place. I mean, we don't have many early Fords like you guys and you know you want to build a hot rod out of an early ford and we had some but um we didn't have hardly any v8s only four cylinders and then most of those cars went in jalopy racing after the war you know or yeah. in the in the scrap drives during the war you know we made spitfires out of them and stuff like that so you know there's not there's not many there's not much raw material yeah yeah For, well yeah and, um, and they and they control it right because oh yeah since it's an island they're trying not to keep it crowded and yeah you yeah. know, I mean, you gotta gotta control that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wh- whereabouts in England were you from? Uh, I was born in Northampton, which is north of London, but I grew up in Kent, which is on the south side. Okay. Yeah, so it was good. I mean, it was, it was a great growing up. You know, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's wet. <laughs> you know, it yeah. rains a lot. It's rem- an island. <laughs> I remember going there, and I remember where we. Were. I forget what you know. Is it? Um, we were there was some park there. Oh, and, Nebworth, and probably Nebworth Park. I, I don't know Something if we like were that. in London or where yeah. we were at, but. The sun came out. It was 60 <laughs> degrees and the sun came out and people were taking their shirts, shirts off, off. And, and laying in the park and yeah. just, yeah. I was like, but you know what? I mean, you do need the sun to kind of feel good and, and yeah. nourish your body. And I can just see as soon as it's just, ah, it's like yeah. they were God. running for it's it. It's called you know? dreary for a reason. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 And as, as a magazine guy, you know, we were always trying to photograph, do photo shoots, do events, and it would rain. And oh, I just, I got so You're just trying to add color it. back into the yeah. landscape. And, yeah, and you'd <laughs> set up some big, the last big event I did was at a, an aerodrome and we were trying to recreate a 50s drag race. And man, it rained and rained. And I go, enough. I'm moving to California. I'm done with it. So when did you just, when, when did you move to California? That was around 80. I moved here in 88, but I came over a lot um, every year before that to do stories. And that's when I first got into trouble with your dad, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I he had just built that red flamed coupe for Gary Lorenzini and Pete had built Lime Fire. So I came over you know spent time with pete and pete was cool he took me to all the shops took me to meet your dad and, and i've met your dad before but 
you know, took me down to Boyd's and I go back to England and typically write a story that Pete got twice the car for half the money that oh. Gary Lynn got. <laughs> Your dad called me <laughs> transatlantically and just MF'd me and called me everything. And he goes, if you had any money, I'd sue your ass, but I know you don't have any money. <laughs> so that was oh, the first of three times your dad and I got into it. But we, we had a great relationship. And I, I don't know whether it's because I was English and he forgave me a lot of uh, mistakes that I made or what it was, but we, we got on really, really well. And that was the start of it so I moved here um, and didn't really know what I was going to do you know didn't have a job just wanted to come and live in America and, um, and you know be part of the culture that I love so much drag racing hot rods you know all that stuff and I was very lucky because um, Pete had sold Pete and Jake's then and was working at SEMA so I flew in on the Saturday went to Pete's house and he said hey why don't you come to SEMA on Tuesday and have lunch and start networking I thought the fuck does networking mean i had no <laughs> idea what that meant but i went to sema met him dick wells had lunch and they said we're going to launch a magazine would you like a would you like to be editor i said i don't have a green card or anything and they went we'll take care of it and they did and nice. i worked at sema for eight years and i got to understand what networking meant yeah well yeah that's what sema is <laughs> it is it's it the is. network it's everybody from george bush to billy gibbons and met them all in yeah. between and oh really was, yeah and it was great we yeah we went to washington for some you know uh caucus thing and george bush when he was still alive was there and uh, it was good i really did get to understand how the industry worked and that's how i fell out with your dad the second time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, go ahead and tell this story well, well again this is like being english telling the truth and um i wrote a story that the billet wheel thing was dead and what year did you write this because that would have been early god your dad was booming he'd moved out of um was it stanton the little place in stanton where they built cadzilla he'd yep. moved out of that into the so, big building yeah that would have been 90 oh man 92, 92 about 92, 92. Yeah. i could probably find the story but yeah. I, yeah i wrote a story that billet wheels were dead it was over <laughs> and he called me <laughs> and just ripped into me and he said, I don't care even if you're right. I think you're wrong, but I don't care even if you're right. I've got a warehouse of bullet wheels and I need to sell them. And I went, Boyd, you know what? I didn't, I didn't see that. I'm not a businessman. I'm a journalist and you're right and I'm wrong and I apologize. And, you That's know. funny. And, and yeah. Yeah, we were always good friends. We'd go to the White House and have breakfast oh, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of Restaurant stuff. Restaurant next door to the White House. Yep. Yep, that yeah, was yeah his, we had that breakfast. Was, that Every was. morning we'd play liar's poker for breakfast. Yep. I'd always lose. <laughs> well, then you then you came to work. Right? Yeah, I came to work for him. Yeah, I left yeah. I left SEMA. So I after of, that second phone call, he still liked you <laughs> he enough. He still liked me enough. Bring yeah. you yeah. Enough, bring I think you Trader Tim might have had some uh, influence uh, in that. We've and, had uh, Tim on the show. Oh, great, you have? Great, great, oh, great. Great. I, I work for Tim, and I, I think Tim got me the job working for your dad doing um, OE relations and media and PR and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I worked at, was it Stanton? Yeah. Yeah, in Stanton. I worked out of the office with Chip up above the yeah, hot rod shop. Yep. And it, it was just, it was fascinating. I, and I, I brought down some pictures I gave you of oh, Chip man. and Boyd working on some of the cars together. And it was just magical to watch. You know, it was... Um, you know, as a guy that's, you know, I can do things, but I'm I'm not practical with my hands. I'm not the best at that kind of stuff. I kind of fumble through it. So, so to watch Boyd and Chip create that stuff and then to watch their vision get built down in the shop was absolutely incredible. And, you know, the, the world didn't always see your dad 
as a machinist, even though they knew he was a machinist, they knew he'd worked at, um, at Disneyland and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'd go in on a Saturday and catch him making stuff. Oh, yeah. On the, I got, there's tons of pictures in there of really? your dad making things oh, on the lathe. Amazing. I don't know whether he was just making chips or whether he was making bits and pieces. <laughs> photo opportunity? Photo no, opportunity. No, no. He no, definitely, no. He, he definitely uh, there was times where he would, just, he would step in and he could do yeah. that. He could do and that he could stuff. do it. He really you know, could, he, yeah. he just wasn't one of those guys telling you what to do, but he could do yeah. it. No, and and you know what too? What those? I'm like I told you. I'm gonna this probably this weekend. I'm gonna get a little light light box. Yeah, get a light and, box, and then I'm going to get Tony brought. I mean, I don't even know how many slides oh, are there. There's probably a, a thousand or there's more, a, maybe there's more. Nine or ten full binders yeah, yeah, of just, yeah, and just I, hundreds of pictures. Yeah. And I'm just gonna crack open a couple beers, and I'm just gonna just flip, look through, at stuff. flip through it, and it's great. And, and we'll we'll share with everybody because we'll we'll put together a little slideshow. Yeah, that would be great. And just kind of. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's I'm, all I'm just, the way I'm, from my, uh, I think Cadzilla all the way to Sportstar or whatever that oh, sports wow, car was. Wow. Yeah, all the way. It, it, it's so cool because this whole podcast is about telling the story and like everybody's yeah. got their little pieces of the puzzle. Sure, but absolutely. you're coming in with some serious. I mean, oh like, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. we had some cool. good times bringing and, in the big guns because yeah. yeah, that's I'm excited. I'm yeah. really I'm so I'm glad you reached out. and you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to share it with everybody, you know, everybody, because that's what this is about. Because those are that's oh, they were magical times, and you know, um, as we were saying, walking around the shop, you know, your dad was, you know, your dad had an amazing vision, and he had some kind of magic that, boy, I don't even know that has anybody repeated that magic to take the business from a from a backyard garage to where he took it, regardless of what happened in the end. Your dad took it to the moon. You know, the cover of Smithsonian, the cover of USA Today. I mean, nobody's done that since. Yeah. Nobody did it before. I mean, it, I'm welling up thinking about what he did for our industry yeah. that nobody else has done. And it's incredible. I, it was a, for me, looking back, it was a combination of someone that, like you said, started in the garage. He was just a, a young boy from Idaho yeah. that just... No, I want to be a part of that. And then once he was a part of it, meaning the the hot rod scene in SoCal, and then it was like, well, no, now I'm a producer in this. Yeah. And then, no, like I I can see where this is going, but I want it to go somewhere. He he yeah. he wanted to legitimize it for it everybody did. else, yeah. and and you know he wanted he wanted. I I think it it made him happy just to see, not like. It was, you know, he was a, a piece of the puzzle, but especially when SEMA got so big. And I mean, yeah. just he would probably just look <laughs> Except at Except when the booth didn't arrive. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, no, we've <laughs> told that story before where, uh, yeah, the guy driving the booth, because, uh, you know, back, back when SEMA was in Vegas, well, it's still in Vegas, but I mean, when it was small, just in that one hall yep. in Vegas, Boyd's had the, the, in the early 90s, had that front booth. Yep. And, yeah, so the guy that was in charge. He got to Whiskey Pete's, right? He got to Whiskey Pete's, pulled over, spent the money, the advance he was given, and went on a binge. And just, I think, did he even call and say, hey, the truck's there? Because it took him a... Uh, it took a... He wasn't... The, the booth wasn't open for the first day of the show. And I then, remember and then, that. I remember then uh, they found it, they got yeah. it there, and then the, the next night they worked all night, and I think the second day. Yeah, second day he was there. But talk but about, I, you know, bad publicity doing you good. He was the talk of the show. Yeah. Nobody before well, that. Because my dad knew. stood in the booth. Yeah. He, Nobody he, before knew who Boyd Coddington was. Well, by the end of that day, everybody knew who Boyd yeah, Coddington he was. He stood in the booth 
Yep. Trying to talk to people yep. and tell them, hey. Wasn't that a Tony Rhodes booth or something like that? Maybe. Tony Rhodes. Tony Rhodes. Gosh. <laughs> is he still around? Is He's he... actually in San Diego or somewhere really? now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, yeah he, I, I want to say. He had a little he... shop in there doing um, tech fit or something like that, didn't he? In, in one of Boyd's buildings. Something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah they did. What was it called? Tech, tech fit? Fitting parts onto trucks and cars. Yeah. They fitted. I don't know. There was a lot. <laughs> There, there's, you said bring up these names, and I mean, I, t- I mean, haven't heard these names in yeah. years, and then all of a sudden you bring them, I'm like thinking all these, yeah. Cause the other thing that was a magic about your dad that most other people didn't have was that ability to, you know, see a rendering that somebody like Tom Taylor had done. Because before Chip, there was Tom, and and, and Tom designed Shavoom, I think, and um, and your dad knew how to take that to somebody and sell it to somebody and get them to buy into it. He knew that sort of formula of we've got a we've got a concept, we need a customer, we need publicity, we need a product. And your dad was one of the few guys that could put that circle together and you know, he didn't go to marketing university or anything no, like that. Not at all. But he knew how to do it, which yeah. was really magical. And to see him in action doing that was equally magical. It was so cool. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, because I mean that was I remember we, we we still have a couple of the first uh, commission drawings that that uh, he got from Tom Taylor. Oh wow! It's a Vern Lewis coupe with a track nose on yep. it. Yeah, uh, it was it was black with a track nose with solid wheels on it. And then, right. Um, I want to say the other one is a. I'm gonna mess it up. I get it confused with another one, but it was either a Woody. There was so many. It was something <laughs> or a sedan or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely I, cool, and, and that's that was kind of the thing. I think every car got sold. I mean, even now, even everybody does a rendering. Yep. And that's there's know. people even selling cars that Boyd didn't build, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of that. There's plenty of that too. Yeah, I, I yeah. always I'm the I, I'm the policeman on that stuff. You know, yeah. if it's got Boyd wheels on it. Boyd build it <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, it's got a Boyd steering wheel. I always like this one. Well, the guy I bought it from told me it's. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Let's go talk to that yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that is. I always remember booking the Jamie Musselman car for a thirty-four show that we had at the NHRA Museum when I was the director there, and the truck arrived and it came off the truck and it was black. And I go, oh, I go, that ain't the they, right car. When they read, yeah. And Jamie painted an Oakland show car. It one when it was red and Jamie painted it black and I'm thinking how could you do that it's an Oakland it's a Grand National Rosa Show winner he goes I always wanted it black he said Boyd wanted it red and it looked I was Uh, so disappointed I I I was so disappointed (laughs) I I I feel the same way about that car I I liked I I always loved the car oh the car is cool I remember when I saw it painted black, I was like, what? 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 <laughs> Why would you take her? What? Yeah, that would be like taking the Mona Lisa and putting a hat on her, like a <laughs> Lakers hat or yeah. something. Well, I liked it with a hat. <laughs> yeah, changing the color of her eyes or something, yeah. you know, something. Oh, yeah. dear. But, well, I think that's the reason, yeah, because I think if Jamie wanted it black, hey. but, I mean, it went red originally because they said, hey, look, on the Vernalist Coupe, yeah, go cut the top off this thing, bring it back next year, and, and you'll, you'll win. win. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. And he won. Sick. I think he won more than anybody else. Didn't he win six, six times? Six, six. And times. then you know, then there's also you know the six and a half, which was the the Boydster two that Chip re- oh, yeah. put the yeah. top on That's and, right. and, and redid yep. the paint. I mean, yep. you know, yeah. Um, that one probably, if it would have been entered in the in its original yellow, yeah, it probably would have won too. You know, I had to drive that to the photo shoot with Gray Baskerville. Really? And we went up to Castaic Lake 
at dawn, you know, way before dawn because Gray liked to shoot on top of a mountain at dawn. Yeah. And they said to me, okay, you drive the car up there. And I'm going, really? <laughs> and it had suicide doors and I'm holding the door. And I'm thinking, what's the point of holding the door? If it goes, it goes. And I just thought, if, it, if anything happens, I can't pay for it. You know, I just don't have enough money. But again, your dad trusted me, you yeah. know, just sent me off. Go do that. That's awesome. Yeah, send me off in his Ferrari. Go to that photo shoot. Take that car. Everything will be cool. And he had, I don't know, just amazing faith in me. Well, you had people that could fix it. Then. I guess that's right. What it was, that's that's yeah, also you yeah. know. Now that so so that was you were they were there then, um, during from ninety five to ninety seven. I think so. Yeah, that's about about right. Okay. Yeah. When Jesse James was there building Jesse, motorcycles, yeah. little John Batera was there yeah, building was motorcycles. There. I mean, all those guys, yeah. And I mean, it was a fantastic place to, to go to work and hang out. Yeah, yeah. It was, I remember it, one day they, uh, what was her name? Um, the girl, lady who worked in the office. She works over in Long Beach now. Amanda. Amanda, yes. She sent for an ambulance for me one day. Really? Of, you know, in the little turnaround at the end of the street there, where the hot rod shop was, there was like a uh, turnaround, and uh, I was uh, laying there shooting shoot. photographs of the cars laying on the floor, and they thought I'd had a heart attack, <laughs> so they sent for an ambulance. <laughs> That's funny. Like yeah, no, that was like a that was a good spot. It was a good spot because had a nice crown in the road, so you could lay yep. in the gutter and shoot the car and not have anything in the background. It was great. Yeah, and or you could you could get the 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 shop in the background if the you shop wanted in the to background with tons sign. of those pictures. Yeah, in those and then folders. where the sports were, uh, shop yep. was at, and, yep. and uh, where John was building bikes. Yep. you could also uh, back there. You could, yep. you get that in the background. And nobody ever parked in that spot that said Dick. Remember that. <laughs> When Dick was the manager, and it had oh, one of those so concrete funny. things, and it said did, Dick. Did it say really say Dick? It oh, said oh, Dick. I remember that. It yeah. said Dick. It said Dick. No one wanted to park. Nobody that. would park there except Dick. Dick liked to park there. And don't be in the way at lunchtime when Roy is leaving. Oh, to go, man. Because if you were in the way and Roy needed to get out, man, he he'd have just pushed you out of the way. Dude, he used it to was... go. I forget that spot he used to go on his lunch. Yep. He he, because he was on a time. I mean, he figured out how to get to whatever was the bar called. I can't he, remember. He would go there and he'd have it all time. You go there and have maybe two drinks and come back to work. And, yep. And you know, bash uh, metal like. I, yeah. He, I remember there was a. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was my mom or somebody made comments like about that he might be drinking or something on the job. My dad's like, just leave it alone. He's yeah. guys. Yeah. He's doing his job, and he was always so quiet. And I remember there was, you know. uh he never messed with anybody, really. You know, nope. I mean, people saw him on the TV show thing. You know, that was that one was side of him. TV's different. Yeah, but uh, I remember knowing him back then, and I don't. You know, he was always cool with me, but we never have these big conversations, and I never saw him as ta- a talkative guy. And then I forget who was in there. They were doing a video, mm-hmm. like he was explaining because they're building Boyd Air at the time. Oh right, and yeah. he was talking about what the, the metal uh, work he was doing, and it was just like. Showtime. He yeah. was on the same. Oh, yeah. and, and we were laughing because my dad's like, this is, this is hilarious. <laughs> We've never seen Look this at, guy before. What? Who is this guy? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that was yeah. That was he was funny. a talented metal shaper, man, and fast. Yes. Which is, you know, the my difference dad, between making money and losing money. You know, Boyd could, uh, Ray, Roy could I bang remember, it out. I think it was on the bikes, uh, on the bike and, and the Ghetto Princess. My dad told me, he's because it got down to the wire, you know, and he goes, Roy bailed us out of this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did so because often, there, right? that thing was going all you know every which way uh, on that deal, and he stepped in and he fixed it. Yeah, I remember with Roy, I was working at SoCal, and we had sent 
the Pearson Brothers Coupe to Pebble Beach. Okay. And uh, I'm going up there and I've got all the right tickets. Everything's cool. I'm going to have the best weekend. Uh, this is before cell phones. I get to my little hotel and the red light's blipping on the phone. Pick phone up. Call Pete. And he goes, the truck driver has hydraulic to the motor and you need to fix it. I go, Pete, I'm the PR man. I don't even know how to open the hood. Yeah. He said, well, I'll send Roy up. I said, oh, great. You're going to send the alcoholic up yeah. to help me mend the car. <laughs> well, tell you what, though. Roy got in there. We, we, we borrowed a shop from uh, Donna Roscoe, who was in competition with us. And he gave us all the tools. He gave us space. Roy jumped in and he tore that car apart and he mended it so that we really? could get it into because you can't win Pebble Beach unless it runs and drives over the podium. Yeah. We came second, but you know, if it hadn't been for Roy, we wouldn't have, have even been in on the grass. Right? Yeah, we'd yeah. have been out. Yeah. That's crazy. So I had a I had a new respect for Roy at that uh, at that point, but boy, yeah. Don't be in his way yeah, when see, it was that's a good time. story because if you I, I yeah, I, I mean, I always known him as the metal guy. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't would know where he would be out on mechanical stuff. Yeah. No, no. He mended the car. That's awesome. Yeah. What had happened was the, the truck driver had left the plastic caps on the carburetors and cranked it and cranked it until he pumped all the fuel into the motor. Oh. And luckily, Roy knew how to fix it. I mean, we we got it. We drained all the fuel out. We got it to turn over. And finally, we got it running, put all the sheet metal back. Right on. Got it on the green. So That's it was cool. great. Yeah, it was good. It was a good weekend. How? So what... What car were you up against there in Pebble Beach with that one? It was the SoCal Coupe. Okay. Yeah, so it was the no. SoCal Coupe, okay. the Pearson Brothers Coupe, and the Chrisman Coupe. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. And that know. was in the 90s? It was that? When would that have been? Oh, boy. Um, no, after 97. I didn't go to work to Pete till after okay. Boyd's 97. So it would have been like 2000-ish. Something like that. That was cool to see those hot rods there. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and of course, Chrisman, you know, being sort of anti-establishment guy, loaded the Chrisman coupe up with nitro. Oh, really? And fired it up at Pebble Beach with nitro (laughs) and made everybody's eyes bleed. The people were just tears running down their faces (laughs) and not from joy, just because their eyes were hurting. That's awesome. It was great. I know, I could just see that crowd freaking out on that. Yeah, yeah. And Chrisman, you know, none of those guys They didn't give a shit. They didn't give a shit. They laugh at that stuff. Exactly. You know? You know, back then, if you're a hot rod guy hanging around these guys with these Ferrari jackets, and it really isn't any any different. You know, they invite us, but, you know, we're the bad boys at the party. You know, we're the hell's angels at the wedding. I know. It got to a point right where there were certain cars that they couldn't ignore. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. It's too big, too much money, and. You know, Bruce, bless him, you know, pushing that kind of stuff and, and help, you know, doing what your dad did, making it more legitimate. Yeah. That's okay. You know. Yeah, no, definitely. What's your what's your thoughts now on, on where, where the car scene's oh, at? Oh, God. Like, no, I, I study this every day. I know. So, I mean, you know, are, are you still actively doing journalism? Or are you still just, actively. You just, you still, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I write for blogs. I write for some magazines, although that's kind of dying, which is part of, you know, the changes in our industry. So we're writing the more for the internet. The medium is just changing now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, the biggest problem is that, you know, you wrote one story for a magazine per month. Now with a blog, they need a story every minute. Right. Because you yeah. can't fill it, you know, yeah. and they go, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? So partly I'm mining the archive. And partly I'm just going around and visiting an old friends like you and seeing what people are doing and seeing where the industry is, is, is going. And it's, it's really quite fascinating. Um, the hot rod, the traditional hot rod thing is definitely kind of waning, you know, and certainly like the cars like your dad built, you know, people aren't building those cars very much anymore. Yeah. 
maybe for the Grand National Roadster Show, maybe to win that, um, you know, that big award. Um, but it's definitely different. And people that like those early, early Fords, for the most part, are in their 60s, 70s, 80s. That, that crowd's getting older. They're getting sure. older. They're dying. The price of the cars are coming down. You know, you can watch it on some of the TV auction shows. You know, cars that were maybe 150, 200 grand are now way under 100 grand. Yeah. You know, and you can buy a Deuce Roadster for, I saw one the other day for $35,000, well, yeah. which is quite staggering, really, you know. Yeah, and you I couldn't think, build it for that kind of money now. And it all cycles around. I think what's going to maybe save that stuff is, uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at where the trying to see where the electric technology goes. Sure. Is it that's gonna? There's definitely can't ignore what that, yeah, that stuff does. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a total, I, total Tesla fan. I have shares. Oh. I don't own one, but the car's fantastic. Yeah, and, and I, I really like Tesla. I really, um. um those cars are totally well, better. It's, it's, I, just, it's just, it's just mind blowing of what they're going to be capable of, what yeah. they're capable of now. Yeah. And, but you know, I also look at just stripping it all down. What would it just have be like a little, little roadster with an electric motor sure. in that thing. And I don't know if you were at the SEMA where well, you were at the SEMA show, but last year Icon had a, yeah. uh, like a 49 Merc with yeah. electric engine, 120 miles an hour. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Know? That thing, but does that, did they have all the bells and whistles and that stuff too? Oh, I because, don't know that it has all of yeah, the other stuff. I think that, it's still a hot rod. Yeah. You know? But but some of that just, I mean, it, the yeah. Tesla just, and, it's... You know, and I go to certain events like Goodwood, you know, fastest cars at Goodwood now are electric cars. Cars that win Pikes Peak are electric cars. Uh, you know, the... It, Isle of Man, the electric Isle of Man. Uh, motorcycles, that's, yeah. that's insane. There's no stopping it. It's like it's, trying to say... <laughs> they're going to go too fast for the gonna, humans. Yeah. Humans aren't going to be able to continue. Well, and we won't. You know, we'll sit home, drive it like a, you know, some sort of X-plot like game a drone. or something. Yeah, like drone a drone or something. Drone racing is going to be huge. Yeah, which, you know, will be... And there are guys racing drones now. Um, that stuff's know, pretty wild, too. And that's wild, too. So you can You go down the rabbit hole on YouTube on drone racing. Yeah. There's some really cool shit. They're, they're running in abandoned buildings and yeah. they're just have the goggles on yeah and it's just it's yeah, like it's a, like it's like pod, yeah. pod racers from yeah, star wars exactly. it's amazing it's right? exactly the same thing so i think you know we can't deny that stuff because you know that's how we got into it we looked at hot rods and thought wow that's cool well kids can look at drones and go wow that's cool so if they're not enjoying what we are we shouldn't decry it for that you know yeah. it's just i think we're exactly the same point now where we were a hundred years ago when we got off a horse and got into a car we're going to get out of a car and it's going to be different. We don't know what's coming, yeah. but it's going to be different to what we've all been used to. Younger guys nope. like yourself will see it. I don't know. You know, I don't know what I'll see. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch. I mean, I'm, you know, because I try to put my eyes like 10, 20 years ahead. Sure, you're but in then, the business. But, uh, you know, I'm also looking at, okay, like right now, there's a lot of, now the, the 80s and 90s cars are coming mm -hmm. popular. Sure. You know, like yeah. look, the trucks that I have here. Yeah, the, the trucks. The old 88, 98 uh you know, yeah. uh, Chevy GM, GMC trucks. Look at all those just, Porsche wheels you had. Nobody knew you were going to be building custom wheels for Porsches that are a million dollars. Exactly. Nobody would have cut exactly. those things up 20 years ago. You were going to cut up a 356? Yeah. You must be mad. <laughs> well, now everybody's doing it. And, you know, you know the, the with guys like Rod Emery you yeah. know, uh, and like Magnus Walker and these guys, I mean, you know, the outlaw thing is, yeah. is, is picking up and it's cool. Yeah. But, because... It's it's gonna it also goes though too with the value of those cars. Those cars got such high value that how you're not gonna 
turn one into an outlaw because it's worth too much the way it yeah. is. And then there's people that just they get it, they buy they it, they, they buy it right. They don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. But they're doing tasteful. When I say oh, yeah. it, it's not like outlaw. It, I don't want to make people think like an outlaw Porsche is like a rat rod the way the yeah. rat rod things were. But you know they're doing some really cool shit. They're doing on, some on cool these. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was just talking to John Oates from Holden Oates. Oh yeah, he's just had one built by Rod Emery. And I'm, so what's and what's that guy? Do, what's he doing now? Because I was, just, we were just talking about Daryl Hall. <laughs> Darryl we were talking Hall. about Daryl Hall. We were listening yeah. to some bunch of videos, and we're like, "Hey, you see Daryl Hall everywhere, but where, where's yeah, John?" What's up with John? Oh yeah. yeah, he's the same. He's everywhere. He, I was supposed to go and see him in Nashville in two weeks, but he's in South America on tour. Really? Just the same. It's like ZZ Top, all those guys. John Oates. Yeah, yeah. John Oates. <laughs> That's awesome. So is, is he into Porsches? Into Porsche. Just had one built by Rod Emery. Oh wow! And it was just at Amelia Island with his pink custom Porsche tractor. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely Dude, cool. The car so is awesome. really, really cool. And he's a neat guy. Really? Neat, neat guy. Yeah. Does yeah. he still have the, the, the bushy hair and the yes. mustache? It looks exactly the no same. No way. Yeah. yeah. Just like Billy. You know, I. I so awesome. You, know, you can see pictures of Billy 30 years ago, and Billy Gibbons looks just the same today. Yeah, he does. As he did 30 he years totally ago. He totally does. And Billy's still totally the car guy. Yeah, because when you, you can hide yeah. behind that beer and, and yeah. uh, beard, beer, beard yeah. and, and hat. <laughs> and the beard. Right? Yeah, and the beer you can hide behind beer. Yeah. You can hide behind beer. <laughs> you can hide in Some a beer. Some people try a little too hard to hide behind beer. No, that's cool. That's funny. Yeah, because yeah. we were just talking about Hollow Notes last week. Yeah, you should get him on the show. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'll put you in touch. Yeah, yeah that'd be great because yeah. well, you should yeah, do we, we, Billy too because you know Billy and your dad when they built Cadzilla, you know that's a great and and there is well, still no better custom car anywhere no matter what anybody says then cadzilla it's the, it's the cu- best custom it is of all the time. best custom of all time and it's the 30th anniversary this year isn't it is or was it, really? it last year yeah didn't it come out in november 88 i seem to remember 80 it could be i remember we were in the yard 89, yeah 88 or 89 might be 89 but it's about now so wow. it's about the 30th anniversary because i remember being at that event the yeah. unveiling and i'm taking pictures which and your dad says, don't you dare publish those pictures anywhere before Hot Rod ah, Magazine. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> that, um, well, did were you, okay, were you uh, with the NHRA Museum when they did the reunion? The, yep. The 20, was it the yeah. 20 year? 20 year Yeah, that reunion. was 20 year. 20 year reunion. Yeah, that's 10 years ago. That's it. Wow. Yeah, I was there then. That was a cool deal. Yeah. To hear the stories, yeah, just the, from all the you know, yeah. most of the guys that were had their hands on it were there. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, nearly everybody. I don't think uh, Craig Craig wasn't was, there. Craig wasn't Craig there. Craig wasn't there, but uh, that yeah. was cool. It was great. It was a good event. That yeah. would be yeah, and and I mean we're as we as we get the time and can coordinate it, we get these ideas, and 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 maybe what we can do is we get these iconic builds like yeah. that and get. Get four get guys in the room. Get four guys in the room that worked on it. Exactly. Absolutely. That would be that wonderful. That could be like the car show companion alternative. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and then we got the photographs, you know, between what Tony brought and, yeah. and what we already have and everything yeah. to back all this up. And yeah, we've yeah. got to figure that out. We took Cadzilla to Goodwood in 2012. They did a sort of rock and roll car thing. Okay. So there was Cadzilla and Billy. There was Jimmy Vaughan and his Cadillac, Jeff Beck and one of his coupes. Um, they had an Eric Clapton hot rod there um, and a few others. Anyway, so we're going to... Billy played in front of the house at Goodwood and then we're going to drive him up the hill. And Pete's driving uh, Cadzilla. Billy's in the passenger seat and I'm in the back taking pictures. And Pete turns the key and it goes, click. Oh. 
and it didn't start. <laughs> and Pete looked at me, and I looked at Pete, and we looked at Billy, and we all thought, oh, my God, Cadzilla's going to break down in front of a quarter of a million people. Oh, man. And so Pete went, click, and it fired up. Oh, and, wow. And we drove up the hill, and <laughs> we escaped. <laughs> but it was great. We had a good time. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good yeah, fun. That, uh, according to Wikipedia, it was 89. Yeah, it was go. 89. Well, yeah. The, first, the first line is conceived in 1989, Cadzilla is a custom Cadillac, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, 89. So, so it's probably the 30th anniversary, so you should do it some point. God, you know? Talk to Larry Erickson. You know what? I got to keep blowing him up on. Uh, we, we, we talked it a couple years ago. He stopped by my booth at, uh-huh. at Grand National. Um, but yeah, definitely need to get him on. Yeah, we can figure it out. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I tell you what, you should do. You should get Chip. And Larry and Tom Taylor all in, one in the <laughs> room. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Tom Taylor. I would love to have Tom Taylor on, but I don't know. If he, he unfriended me on Facebook a year ago or two. I don't know how long it's been. Because uh, I don't know what it was. He just, yeah. He's so anti-Trump. And he just, he, it's like, dude, focus on what you know best, cars. You're not a very good political analyst. Yeah. But I'd have him on. Uh I think it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I don't Tom's know about all three at the same time, though. Every, might, yeah, I know. I was just a joke. That might be, that might be a little too much. That, that would be too much pencil in the room, right? You know? Oh man! But what three great designers that oh, you, know, you know your dad sure. worked with? It was pretty incredible, really. When you look at the cars they came up with, conceived, and that your dad built. Oh, amazing! Chevoom, Chevoom, yeah. Chevoom, Chevoom, Chevoom. There yep. you go. Yeah, no, and, and I, I've asked Chip. I did ask him if he wanted to be on. I'm just going to bother him. Keep bothering so him. So anybody you know. listening to this that wants to hear Chip Foose on here. Yeah, I want to hear Chip Foose on DM here. DM him on Instagram, blow yeah. him up, tell him he needs to get on here and tell some stories. He definitely would have some cool stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because working together back then when they were you know doing the Boydster and the Boydster 2 and all of those cars, I mean, it was, it was probably one of the coolest periods Yeah, in my hot rod well, history. Well, that was, that was a time, too, they were, I think they were – my dad was letting Chip run with a lot of stuff. And, oh, yeah. And they were trying new things. Yeah. You know, like Roadstar with the North Star motor in, yeah. the, in the back of it. Yeah. You know? And Sportstar with the Lexus motor. And that was, that that had a lot of cool things going on. It was a little bit funky. Uh, a little but it bit. was hand beaten. But it was, car. That, that's what I'm, that's, you yeah. know, it there was, was a, no fiberglass. No, it wasn't. Piece it wasn't. Poop. I mean, Roy, I didn't think Roy beat that out, didn't he? Was it Roy? I'm sure. I that think was it was during that time. It was during that time. Yeah, I think during, it was Roy. During that time there yeah. on Ashdale. Yeah. yeah. Ashdale, that was, that was the name of the that street. Ashdale yeah. was this, the little circle. Yeah. And I think we had all every building except the one in the far left corner. There was like a tool and die maker. Right. They were over there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you used to be able to walk all the way from the hot rod shop across the circle through the wheel shop yeah. into the warehouse. Where they were casting it. wheel centers. That's oh, when they put the yep. casting in and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, it was just amazing. And then it got to a point where behind the hot rod shop, remember that? Uh-huh. If you were there from 95, 97, then you would remember that. Remember where the motorcycle division was? Right. Behind those two buildings. That's right. What was down there? It was assembly and polish shop. Oh, they had like true. another 50 yeah. or 60 guys working in there. That's right. That's right. I remember going to the polishing shop once. That was scary. Oh, that is. Scary <laughs> that deal. was a scary, that dark is place. Scary deal. <laughs> they, it wasn't a place that there was ever enough flash to take a picture because it was too dark. Oh, man. And you just hold your breath. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you're in there. Yeah. But you know what? All it's, the guys, it's t shirts, covered in t shirts. Yeah, covered they? in t shirts. Yeah. You know, the little maybe a little paper face mask. Yep. But 
it's a very, very important part of our process. Oh, yeah. But no one wants to do it. Yeah. It's such a mess. People don't want to do that anymore, do they? They don't want to work that hard and get that dirty. And Well, it's not the highest paying job. Yeah. And it's it takes a but, special person to do that. Yeah, but it's, it's still incredibly important. God, it's so dirty. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine, you know, polishing trim and stuff like that that's, oh. you know, thin, whipping around. I mean, you know, you've oh, got these, to... Oh, man. Yeah. We, we could do a whole little feature <laughs> on, on the Paul Shop because these guys, they have these little apparatuses with these... They, they strap, uh, like, roller skate bottoms onto their belt. Really? So they can spin... And then they have these sticks, and then they can spin the centers. Wow. And it's just that each little guy's got his own got his little own way trick. to set it up. And, and they got the, I mean, wow. I don't know how many horsepower these motors are, but it's, it's, you got to be careful. Yeah. You'll get hurt. Oh, yeah, because you let it go. Yeah. I did a, um, when we were doing the TV show, the same production company did dirty jobs. Mm -hmm. And um, it was take your boss to work week or something, right? <laughs> so uh, Mike Rowe wasn't on this, but it was Craig Pelligian who owned Pilgrim Films, uh -huh. who was the main producer. And it was my job. It was He came to the shop, and we were going to have him build a wheel all the way through. So we had him, you know, I, we, we had him go in the machine shop. He, right. put the, he put the blank in the machine, and we had him do that. And when he got to the polish shop, it was it was a weird deal because I was like, we're not letting this guy use a, a polishing lathe with a center, and he kind of I go, hey, I don't know, and then the I remember the other rest of the production crew was like, no, Craig, go ahead, do it, and I'm like, no, I don't think they understood that if this guy leaned into the with the part and it caught the part, it it could hurt him, yeah, real bad, and we we I we pulled the plug on that one. We yeah. told him no, but it was interesting doing that whole deal so there's just, a dirty jobs episode with me on it with, <laughs> with the, them polishing and building a wheel we just got a call from the bbc and they wanted to send uh, a crew to bonneville and put somebody in the car a 300 mile an hour car a girl and they go well she's a stunt girl yeah go, yeah no. but you kind of can't do that yeah <laughs> you can't do that no no unless there's your dad had a great episode at bonneville didn't he when oh. they went to bonneville <laughs> One of one of the last trips I made with my dad, and and that's such that's such a beautiful place. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, my yeah. favorite place. It it, it is, it, it's amazing out there. It's yeah. just it's it's like no other. Yeah, right. It is really like no other, and uh, you know you get all sorts of people wanting to go and thinking it's easy. We did a nearly did a project with BAR Honda, the Formula One team. Okay, they wanted to go to Bonneville with a Formula One car, and they only wanted to go four hundred kilometers which is not that fast, 258, something like that. Is that what that is? And they never made it. And they really? spent millions and millions of dollars. Really? And never quite, because they wouldn't listen to anybody. They're an arrogant bunch of British you know, Formula engineers. Formula One guys. Yeah, yeah. The Formula One guys. We <laughs> know it all. And they're up there, they're measuring the salt and they're dropping weights on it. And I go, what are you doing? And they said, well, we're measuring the track surface. I said, well, you can measure it here, here, here for 11 miles. It's never the same. You know, the sun yeah, comes up, it sucks luck. the water. Yeah, good luck. And so they never made it, which is, but it's on YouTube. You can oh, YouTube really? it. Yeah, BAA Honda at Bonneville. Oh, that's with, great. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the driver, but did, whatever. Did they run with those big ass tires? Well, that's what no. they wanted to do. They wanted it to look like a Formula One car. Well, then which you'll is, be floating all over exactly, the place there, right? And uh, Mike Cook said to them, start over on that side of the track. And they went, why? And he said, because when you get about a mile down there, there's a wind that blows across from that valley and it'll blow you right across the track. Well, of course, they wouldn't listen to him. So really? they went off and it blew him right off the track. 
They're right in the mess, you know, because they won't listen to anybody. And you know what? With Bonneville, it's it's not a science. It's a lot of trial and error. It's guys that have been going for yeah. decades. Yeah. And yeah. If, if you ignore that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, At your peril. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun, yeah. guys. Yeah. I'm going right. back this year with uh, some friends of mine who have a bunch of cars and an English buddy of mine who's trying to go 300. So wow. we'll see. That's totally cool. Yeah. What week is it this year? Uh, August the 12th it's the same week usually as Pebble Beach so it's always around that I'd love to go out there oh yeah that's such a Steve we gotta go you want to go no dude it's a long road trip oh it's a but it's a good road trip you know yeah what, you, what is it, about 10 hours? It's about 10 hours, yeah. You go up to yeah. Vegas, oh, make yeah. a left turn. And then go along the Utah-Nevada yeah. border. Yeah. And then Ely. Go Ely. to Ely. Ely. Yeah, we made a, Greg and I made a wrong turn in Ely coming back. Did you do that? Yes. Yeah. We're coming back, and, and we we made the wrong turn in Ely. And all of a sudden, I see the sign that says, the, 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 the America's loneliest road. And I go, I don't remember that. <laughs> Cell phone don't work? Nothing. It was like an hour. An hour going this way before I saw a car coming the other way. Yeah, and no and, gas. Yeah, and no, nothing. And then my cell phone came on in the middle, and I, I looked at the maps. We were dead square in the middle of Nevada. Yep. Oh, wow. And, I'll, and at that point, I go, okay, there's a, I can go to Reno, which I didn't want to go to Reno. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to L.A. <laughs> yeah. But you have to make a decision because you don't know where you're at. You go, okay, do we go to Reno? Or do we went down through Beatty? Mm-hmm. We went down through Beatty, and that was a whole Twilight Zone episode in itself. That town—I yeah. don't even know why. How is that town there? <laughs> but, but Bonneville, back to Bonneville. It's a cool. Yeah, it's, it's just like being on the moon. It's like it being is. on a. It's very strange, but it's yeah. you know it's um, addictive to me. I I love to go back. I, I yeah, and my, that was my first time going was with uh, with my dad. Then wow. all my years, I, I was the first time I went there, and. What year I, was, I was that? Hooked. When was that? Well, he's been gone 11 years, so it oh, been 12. Really? Hold on. It was 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was when they, they had the, the, yeah. the car, the Bonneville Made car. Made good then. television, though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, I guess. Yeah. No. That was, uh, that was an that, episode. I want to go back. Yeah, and should. I went back the following year, I think, with me and uh-huh. Greg. That's when right. I ended up getting sidetracked coming back from uh, yeah. from there, but. I definitely yeah. want to go back. It's it's so cool. It's a trip. It's a, it's a good road, you know. And another as a European, you know, one of the joys of America is, you know, getting on the road and driving a long distance and kind of discovering, you know, that sort of hidden romantic America that, you know, we think is here. It's still there when you take that back road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you so you did that road trip uh, on oh, your honeymoon. Did it on my honeymoon 1975. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're That's- not married anymore. Oh really? No. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, and that was back when cars would, would uh, overheat on the road. Oh yeah, in the summertime. Yeah, and, there was nothing. Know, oh. you know, no cell phones. You know, not very good air conditioning. I mean, it was yeah, it was. And big, I think, and I think, big old we, road maps that you had to like big road maps. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think my wife and I slept in the car because there was no. Uh, no, no hotels. Yeah, which is there still aren't when uh, half the time is. Yeah. Well, now, now you get on your. You, there's an app to find you the closest hotel for the yeah. cheapest price, and it just tells you how to get there. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, but not no, in I Wendover. Mean, that's <laughs> just, yeah, in Wendover. Wendover. Yeah, yeah, no, Wendover, Nevada. Yeah, but it's a cool city because you know, that's where they trained the crews for the Enola Gay. That's okay. Where they yeah. Did all the bombing crews. So if you go on the north side of the track up towards the mountains. You can dig up bullets and stuff like that when they used to use really? that as a gunnery range. Yeah, oh, you can wow. find belts of like old 303s or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. 
I'm hearing a weird noise like a car. Yeah, it's the shop still. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He's running a torch out there. Oh, okay. I'm going to say. I thought we were moving. Yeah, let me check. I'm going to check the door. Keep talking to you guys. Yeah. So yeah. what um, for? How long is this going to? Another half an hour? Oh, no, I would want you to miss my best story about your dad, though. But the best story. <laughs> well, just the, the most impressive, because we talked before about how the best, you know, how clever your seen. dad was at um, sort of this business, and you know, seeing it all the way through. And I remember working for him. Chip had designed this big car. It was called the Berlin, I think. It was like a big custom sedan, and we had to go pitch it to Mercedes to their design studio in Orange County. Okay. And you know, your dad's fully your dad. You know, he's got the Hawaiian shirt on, everything. We drive down there, and I think I'm driving his Mercedes. Or no, I think he was driving, and I gave him some instructions, and that was like the first mistake. You know, <laughs> or you're going too fast, or get off here, or something like that. You know, he knew exactly what we were doing. But we went in there, and it was a bunch of suits. And it was all these Mercedes executives. I could imagine, and, right? You know, corporate you don't. Mercedes yeah, it was. Events. It was totally corporate Mercedes, and um, you know, your dad wasn't always the most articulate guy, but I was in absolute awe of him making this presentation to Mercedes. It was absolutely just shocking. I mean, it was so good really? and so concise. I mean, I I was just dumbfounded, and I had a new ad- and I always admired your dad, but I had a new admiration for him. We didn't sell the car; they didn't buy it in the end. I think somebody built it, but not Mercedes. But it it was really impressive. I mean, it, nice. it, again, it gives me goosebumps to think that I was there when he made that presentation. You That's know, pretty it was, cool. It was, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Yeah, he. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as uh, when, in those situations, I think he was. He could be art, art, oh. art, articulate or to the point when he had time to think about it or yeah. something. But yeah, no, I mean, because man, he would. W- he was one that uh, th- there were times where he would be hard to talk to oh, know, yeah. as a father son situation because sure. we'd go to dinner and then when cell phones came out, um, what I'm getting, I see his his brain was always thinking about ten different things at once, yep. and he was always thinking about what he was going to do after you know. And and we would when cell phones came. Came out and I was like, we go to dinner. And I said, shut your phone off. Shut your, nope, nope. The big one could come in. Yeah. And I was there a couple times. When the, I was there a few times when the big one when came in. When big ones came in. But, you know, growing oh, up, that, that would be frustrating because you'd be like, you know, you want to, hey, dad, we're, we just left work. Because we used to go to, uh, you know, we'd all work together during the day, right. but then we'd regroup. And, you know, especially like high school time or right, right when I was out of high school, we'd regroup and go have dinner somewhere. But it would be like, you know, our whole lives revolved around work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every bit of it. We were yeah. on on Boyd's Wild Ride. Yeah. You know? And nothing much really changed. No. It? You know, st- <laughs> no. It's still a wild ride. It is still a wild ride, yeah. you know? I think, and I think that's what drives us in this industry. For sure. You know, it's, it's, it's always not waiting for the big one because I don't think everybody's the same as your dad in that way. But we're all, you know, creating, doing stuff. We have, that we have no training for we're just doing it because we love it and we're passionate about it and i think that's what's you know magical about this industry yeah it it's it's you know like you you said earlier about you know when you i asked you if you trained to be a journalist you said no you just kind of <laughs> fell into it and then you you started connecting dots going wait yeah i, I can I, do I, that i can i can wait i can go to i'm getting paid to go to this event i'm getting yep. free tickets yep Get I, get, I, pass. I get press passes, so I get more access than the average guy. And, yeah. then, they, and then I write an article they're going to pay me yeah, money gonna for. Yeah, they're going to pay me. Yeah. And, and, then, and then not only that, but as a journalist, what's, what's cool is, you know, is in, 
we take it for granted now, but your words and your story and your your little little piece of history was documented. Sure. And a lot of people read that. Yeah. Right. You know. And now it, it's cool. Everybody's got a voice now, so it's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Go out and produce some cool stuff and, and document it, you know. But you 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 uh you kind of worked your way through that, and and that's you got hooked. And I still and love it, that, and I love that part. I love the bit about um, going to see somebody. It's even like coming to your shop and seeing Mike. To me, it's magical. You know, it's magical that you're still in the wheel business, which really you know honors your father, using the same name, making cool products that yeah, people want to buy. And I, I just think it's so cool. Yeah, and and I I feel. I, 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 look, I, 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 what am I trying to say here? I, I've, I've been doing this my whole life, right? And so I get different <laughs> yeah. enjoyments out of it. There's times where, there was times where I wanted to go do something else and just, just say, you know what, I'm turn, make a, a right turn and go do yeah. something else. But I enjoy this. I, I've kind of created this little thing going on where I'm, I'm doing cool shit. I'm working with, with me and Steve and yeah. I are doing cool stuff. Uh, you know, we got the podcast going yeah. on. Uh, I'm coming up with cool designs. I work with cool people and it's yeah. like, dude, if you're not a cool person or you're paying the ass, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. And you know, yeah. people, uh, we did some wheels for uh, Kanye West, a few sets of them in the, oh, la- yeah. in the last uh-huh. few months. And the guy selling them says, Oh, they're, they're for Kanye. And I'm like, I don't care. Don't I, go, care. I appreciate <laughs> the, what Kanye does out there, but I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to put just as much attention into his wheels as, as I do the next guy whose yeah. name I just heard. You know, I just met the guy on the phone, yeah. right? It's uh, Boyd from San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to be able to do what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I owe that to my dad. Yeah. And, you know, um, I was along for the ride. We were all, all were there learning. Of course we were. We were all learning and doing cool stuff. I mean, it was, it was great. It was really good fun. And there's a lot of people too that that, that had worked for my dad. That it was everything was a first, right? Yeah. Now, you sure. know, you you know, I want to get Johnny Anderson on the, on the podcast. Uh, one of the Swedish guys that started just using conventional machines there, but he was. He was there at a time where CNC started coming. Yeah, in, you know, and a yeah. lot of these guys. There's yeah. you, there's a whole list of of guys that. Yeah, CNC was just coming into its own sure. in the in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, and now these guys have businesses and yeah. careers based on that. Based and they on all that. learned so it. many. They learned it on the job. On the job at your dad's shop. Yeah, Boyd yeah. University again. Boyd yeah. University. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true, isn't they it? They call it Boyd University. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of people. I'm not sure if it's true, but remember the story about little John when the the, the CNC guy came to his shop, and oh, John was I, doing I, something, I, and the guy goes, "The machine won't do that." And John said, "Yeah, but don't tell the machine." Because <laughs> he tricked it into doing something that it really didn't, well, wasn't supposed to do. You oh, know? that's funny. Yeah. How do you make a billet mirror, right? You take a big lump of aluminum and machine away everything that doesn't look like a mirror. Yep. That was a little John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Or your dad, little... why do you paint those cars red? I like red. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of your dad's right? best quotes ever. I like red. I like red. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it, great to go back and remember those times with him. It was good fun. Yeah. That was man, it was some crazy It was cra- a ride. There there yeah. Man, and some of that stuff and that's why like that's why I this is awesome cuz yeah. every podcast everybody's put, putting their little piece of the puzzle sure and, and I'm putting it in my brain but we're documenting it yeah. and I hope that everybody that's listening just appreciates the stuff and can put their boyd picture together yeah cuz you know what if you I don't really, I focus on everything pre-American hot rod I mm-hmm. I don't yeah only do that but I'm just saying that's documented mm-hmm. if you want to see all those cars on there uh, but it's also nice to get like we had Ben from uh, the Hot Rod Shop. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was Fantastic. he came in during the TV show times and but it's also good to kind of get their take on the story during that time. Yeah. Cuz yeah. you know, that was the thing is uh my dad was already in the history books uh before that show even aired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it, television tells one side of the story. Oh yeah, you know, sure. so like yeah. it, it's it's painting a picture the way that they want to paint it, and yeah. it's not telling the, the yeah. true story sometimes. Well, it's not reality, right? Right, <laughs> it's reality <laughs> TV. It's so scripted. It's like, TV, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's good for the industry or not because you know I don't even I barely watch any of those shows. I don't. I just either. can't stand it. <laughs> but you know, if it if it helps build the industry which it does in some ways, I think it's great because, you know, we need things to keep the industry going. But on the flip side, you know, they make it look like you can build a car in a week when we all know you can't build a car in a week and you sure can't paint one in not a Not the right a, way. Not the you right way. You can't do it the right way. Yeah. It so just I think takes from that time. point of view, it's uh, it doesn't do us any good because the public think, oh, it can be done in a couple of hours. Or, or you try to say, you know, a set of wheels is 20 grand or a paint job is... Seventy, eighty thousand dollars, and they go. Well, I can just get a brush. I can paint it myself. And yeah. You go. Yeah, but you know, not if well, you want to win Pebble Beach or something. It, you know, it's a double-edged sword because yeah. we do need those things to kind of keep the sure. interest going. But you know, like SEMA had their cast. Or, no, not SEMA. It's well, at SEMA, Discovery Channel Velocity mm-hmm. had their little casting room. Oh right. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to be? Oh really? Uh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah. So this is, I think they had it this last year, but they uh-huh. definitely had it two years ago. They had like a portable little building right there in the parking lot do you want to be the next reality tv show star <laughs> and it was like you would go in and they would interview you yeah and yeah. i don't even know if anybody i don't even know if anybody got a gig oh, they, from that they're just pulling out all the people who love taking selfies you know they yeah, got the, the self-hubris yeah you know i yeah, don't know but they don't know but then again there's some <laughs> there's some goofy stuff on tv i hear yeah. about a, a lot more than i see i don't yeah. have i don't even have cable yeah I, I, so i don't even watch velocity yeah it's uh, not even Velocity anymore, yeah, is it? it's not, right? It's, well, Motor Trend. It's Motor Trend now. Motor Trend. Yeah. 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 Not that we should It was be. Speed Channel, then Velocity, yeah. then... Was Motor that the same? Uh, no, no, no. Speed Channel's... Speed, no, speed Channel's long gone, That's isn't a it? long a time business. ago. Yeah. No, Discovery... I didn't know if that morphed no, into... Yeah. No, Discovery broke off all their... Because uh, they started getting heavily into the automotive reality shows, right? And then they went to Velocity and then yeah. Motor Trend. No, I mean, I think there's a lot of cool stuff out there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think Motor Trend's always done a decent job. So... Hopefully they tackle more. Yeah. And well, they got to fill. It's like filling the internet, right? We got. We need content. I know. <laughs> content. You never have content. enough content. Well, yeah. that's that's uh, I. The the hardest part about this podcast is I'm already running another business and yeah. and you know coordinating with people and and, sure. and doing all that it takes and it's time. just. Uh, yeah. But, Pour in the beer, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to do it all, right? Yeah. No, we've had some uh, guests from the East Coast, so like you know, matching up the times. So oh, do, oh, okay. We, yeah, we do the call ins. Oh, you stuff. can do it remote. Oh, yeah, cool. you can do it okay. remote. Oh, that's good. I always like this face to face. So yeah. oh, it's always should, better. Yeah, but you should definitely yeah. reach out to Billy. You got his email or something? Because yeah. that would be great, especially as the anniversary. Yeah, you know, that'd be so fun. I know. That, we need to figure. Yeah. We need to figure that out. Yeah. Or do it live from the Grand National Roadster Show or something like that. We've got to do something. That would be so cool. Because the car's just sitting at the Peterson. I know. Yeah. You should get it from the Peterson, get them to bring it to the Grand National and do a live podcast with, say, Billy, Larry Erickson, and a couple of other guys who worked on it. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. 
Yeah. It would be. It would be. That would be great. All right, Steve, get on it. Because they're going to have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve, get on it. Yeah. Take care of that. Yeah. yeah. As long as you didn't say Tony, get on it. No, I'll, yeah, I'll, no, okay. no. I, I yeah. do a lot of behind-the-scenes work. So, yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Introduce but, yeah. yourself, Steve. Yeah. That wouldn't be so hard Hey, I'm Steve, not the non-car guy from uh, yeah. <laughs> my Oh, you're just the right guy then because you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, right. Perfect. You don't know what can go wrong, right? Oh, yeah. Because oh. like when we took Cadzilla to England, it got destroyed. Really? Oh, yeah, because they lifted... I think they lifted it up on a forklift. I'm not sure. But the whole bottom of the car was destroyed. So that's when it had to get... Mick repainted it. Really? Yeah. But it it looks just the same. I mean, it looks... It's good. But, uh, yeah. That's crazy. So right now, it's just sitting at the Peterson Museum? Yeah, it's at at the the Peterson. Peterson. Is, Is it on display or is it... Uh, or it was, is it not? It, it was in the lobby yeah. one time I went recently. Okay. But, you know, they, move, it, they it, move it in and out depending on what, what's on show. Because it, when, was it three, it'll be four years ago, right, that they reopened? Yeah. Yeah, so I went a few weeks after they right. opened yeah. and, and took my, I took uh, some of the workers here and, and my family up there. And it was, yeah, the Luma Coop was there too. Yeah, Luma Coop. Um, yeah. yeah, and Cadzilla was there. That's yeah. cool. It's yeah. cool to see those yeah. cars. Well, we're supposed to take a road trip up to LA anyway, do some, you know, yeah, some pho- photography work and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I should do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll I wasn't. There. I I didn't know if I liked the museum at first. I it, I thought it was too stark and uh, and not homely enough. But I, it's grown on me. And what is impressive is the number of people. I mean, yeah. it's packed. I went for the Porsche exhibit, and we lined up for forty five minutes to get really? in. Really? Yeah. And well, that's great. I mean, so it's, regardless of whether I like the building, it's it's irrelevant. Yeah. It's pulling people I, in yeah. to look at our culture. I that's thought what it was matters. decent. Yeah, I, I, I thought okay. I thought it was a decent uh, setup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how I would have done it different. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you I know? Mean, you make wheels. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> and, and, and as long as my wheels. Bill, it's dead. Up, didn't I tell you that? Yeah, Bill, it's it dead. <laughs> Shit. Well, Wait, I, well, that that brings us. You only. Th- talked about the first two times well i i can't remember the third time i've racked my brains and i don't remember the third time that boyd got in my face about something that i'd screwed up yeah but he did i'll try to remember (laughs) it before before we end this deal but yeah but we stayed friends you know it was good i went to work for chaporis after boyd's um you know after the collapse of that company when it went public yeah so i went to work for chaporis so and pete and boyd were great friends oh yeah for sure in fact, I think when Pete got sick, I think your dad sent him a Cadillac. Really? Sent him a 57 Cadillac. Oh, so that's wow. where your inheritance went, mate. Yeah. He gave, he gave it away. There it is. But that was a side no. of your dad that people didn't see. Oh. Was yeah. that so caring? Far, Craig got a car, uh, Greg got a car, and this guy got a car, but no car for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got what you. Got? He, he helped me out. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm he helped you out. But that was the side of your dad that people didn't see, that yeah. he was inc- incredibly caring about people and, um, and would take p- care of people. Because I just said to him, I think Pete's sick. And ultimately, I think whatever was wrong with Pete was what killed him. Yeah. And your dad just sent him a car, make him feel better. Wow. And that was kind of how your dad was. That's awesome. And that's the side of your dad that you know very few people ever saw. But he was well. Like you that. know what? It wasn't broadcast, but a lot of people experienced that. Yeah. Right. Oh, but for yeah. every for every Pete yeah. story, there's there's ten other there's stories 10 like that where yeah. you know, I think I've probably told the story in the podcast before, but I remember one time I going in the shop and my dad was stressing out about this, this and this. And he goes, I got to get this, this Mustang painted. And I go, what's, what's up with this? I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's some guy that I know and his, his kid's sick. And I, I just want to, I just want to yeah. paint this thing and get it back to him. And, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, okay, dad. I'm like, you know, you, you know, yeah. you're over here stressing about this, this and this. And then you, I, it, yeah. awesome what you're trying to do. But yeah, yeah he was just, that's just the he way just, he was. That's the way he was. Yeah, he you would know? just do that stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that was cool. That was good times. Well, you know what? I think we're going to wrap it up. That's great. I, I, dude, I really, I, we're, there's going to be a follow up to this sure. with those pictures. Yeah. Right. There's going to be. Uh, um, I, I already have some ideas. I don't want to throw That's them great. out yeah. yet. But same here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Make no. good use of them. It's man. totally. I mean, it's amazing. Once yeah. you, once everybody sees what uh, Tony brought well, over, and once we go through it and stuff, it's yeah. amazing. Well, basically, Tony brought us a bunch of content where we're going to create new content. Well, yeah. th- that's, That's exa- great. That's exactly it. And yeah. and yeah. we're gonna. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I can. I'm trying to get my. I I, I want to just really jump into that bin. And, I can and, see and, your wheels yeah. are spinning upstairs. I, I want to, you know. <laughs> well, for me, it couldn't have gone to a better home. I'm no, so I'm, happy that really, you're here. And, and, and you know, just oh, the fact you that you that, that yeah. you brought it down here, you came down and shared yeah, stories. Sure. This is amazing. I came all the way from England. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> and there's no return ticket. Where's yeah, my return yeah, ticket? Pomona bastards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the promoter ran away with the money. Yeah, right? took, yeah the show burnt off. down. That and guy out there, yeah, he took <laughs> off. You know. Yeah, there used to be a wheel shop here, but it's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you walk out the door, you come back. We're gone. We got the, everything blacked out. You know. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you. And, yeah. and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, right. Steve. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, it's been great. Uh, This is episode 23 signing off. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again next time. From Chris and Tony, we'll talk to you guys later. See you. See you.